Hello, everyone, and welcome to Animal Wise, the podcast that adds a little animal wisdom to your world. I'm Lauren McCall, peripatetic podcaster, <laughs> author, teacher, and founder of the Lauren McCall Animal Communication Academy. And I'm Bertha Eddington, also a podcaster, digital marketing professional, and animal lover. And we want to ask you to tell all of your animal-loving friends and family to subscribe to this podcast so they can automatically enjoy each weekly episode. Yes, you don't want to miss the wisdom of the animals, so remember to subscribe. Yes, so last week, um, Lauren, we talked about a couple of animals you had visited with the zoo in Oregon before you moved to jolly old England, where you are now. Mm -hmm. um, and this week, we are going to continue with those fascinating zoo conversations. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, it's very, very interesting getting the perspective of animals who are in restricted areas, you know, not allowed to roam free. Uh, now, in previous episodes, we have acknowledged the fact that some people feel that zoos and marine parks have a certain value, and others disagree. Now, we're not going to debate that here. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that there are animals who are held in zoos and marine parks. So, so they are separated from, you know, I guess you would say their homelands, basically, mm -hmm. and, and in, in captivity in, in a way, and separated from the general goings-on. Did you speak to them about what that felt like and, and what was going on with them in, the, in those environments they're now in? Well, interesting. Yeah, um, good question. And I did talk to them about that. Um, among other things. And, you know, I'd like to remind everyone that talking to animals is, it's a lot like talking to people, frankly. You start off discussing one subject, and it naturally flows into something else. So let's kick off our conversations today, um, and I'll share my conversation with Dozer, a male African tortoise, or tortoise, as they say here in England, <laughs> <laughs> who is about 30 years old, which is pretty young for a tortoise, as they can live up to, I think, about 150. So I began by asking Dozer, how's your day going? Dozer replied, every day is a good day, though I do prefer this warmer weather. I said, me too. Have you noticed the change in the weather patterns? Dozer replied, of course, a lot. Good for me, bad for the planet, I think. Me and my kind do well in hot, dry weather. But if the balance shifts too much, we will all die. I said, well, yeah, that's true. Do you and the other animals talk about it? Dozer said, some, but it's hard to know what to say. We have no influence. It's all about your kind and Mother Earth. You must work out a balance with the Earth. The collective memory of my species is very long, almost as old as life on the planet. I said, do you pass knowledge down from generation to generation? 
Dozer replied, sometimes practical knowledge, but we are fairly solitary creatures. More often, it's a matter of being born with a certain wisdom or intuition about things. We listen to our inner voice, and that voice is connected to other voices, past and present. So we know a lot. What is your purpose in this lifetime? I asked Dozer. Dozer replied, I gather information from the world of people. Then I can contribute that to our collective knowledge. Oh, I said, what have you learned? Dozer replied, Most people don't look at animals too deeply. They look at size or speed or color. But I wonder how many people really know animals. I said, well, that's why I'm talking to you today, because many people do want to know more. Dozer replied, then I think you are wonderful. Tell them about us and tell them to look more deeply. There are whole worlds within each species. I said, I will tell them. Thank you. Dozer said, you're welcome. <laughs> what, what a fascinating conversation. And, and what wisdom, you know, from a, a long, long lineage that has an ancient history and mm-hmm. sounds like mm-hmm. they just are born with the, the primitive knowledge that's really fascinating. I'm particularly struck by a couple of things in hmm. that conversation. Um, the first... And of course, very serious issue is Dozer's awareness of climate change, um, as we see every day in the news, sadly and unfortunately. Um, and, and Dozer's knowledge that it's been brought about by humans and that are, we need to do something about it. It's up to us. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And it's interesting that these days, almost all of the animals that I speak with are very aware of the earth being out of balance. One of the things that alarmed me about the conversation with Dozer was the recognition that they, the animals have no influence, you know, that it's really down to humans, you know, and and they're looking to us to maintain that balance with Mother Earth. Well, and I, I think it's really striking that you're speaking, and this is not the first time by a long shot that we've had this conversation uh, mm-hmm. Or you've had this conversation with animals, but that the animals are all aware of it. But there are still so many humans who are in, in denial of it, or I, I don't know, just not refusing to accept it. I, I'm not sure what the yeah. uh, the other uh, plan is there. the The other thing that struck me was that Dozer didn't seem to really mind being in the zoo and that it actually works with his purpose to study people, his life's purpose, as, as you know, we, some of us believe that humans choose where we are as well. Oh, I think that's such a good point. And I've talked to so many animals in captivity in zif- different zoos and marine parks all over the world, and their perspectives vary for sure, but a lot of it has to do with what they think their purpose is. 
And, yeah. and as you pointed out, Bertha, I mean, the same can be said for people in, in you know, in, in different ways. Yeah, and hopefully to uh, to communicate with each other and, and learn from each other as, mm-hmm. as they're trying to tell us. And I, I believe you had another conversation that same day with a polar bear. Is that correct? Yes, I did. Talk about an interesting contrast, you know, an mm-hmm. animal who lives in a hot, dry climate to one who lives in a cold, frozen climate. Yeah. Um, and this polar bear, her name is Nora. And I started the conversation. I asked Nora, how do you like it here? Nora replied, well, better than where I was before, but I don't know. It's not great. I said, well, I know that they're going to bring a friend in for you, another bear. I think they're waiting until you get settled in. Nora replied, oh, that's great news. I'm happy about that. Sometimes I feel very alone in the crowds of people. These people are not my people. Of course, Nora means that, you know, (laughs) the people looking at her aren't bears or family. (laughs) I replied, I said, no, I can see why you might say that, but we all hope that you will be happy here. Thank you, said Nora. I said, why did you choose the life of a polar bear? She replied, people education mostly. I don't know if it's working. Do people care? I said, well, many do, some don't. I said, what are you here to educate people about? Nora replied, the planet, of course. I said, can you feel the planetary changes even in the zoo? Nora replied, the planetary web of life runs through the zoo too. We are not apart from it all. We are all connected, even here. I said, well, I'm very glad to hear you say that. Many people think that zoos like this are unnatural and artificial. Nora replied, well, it's true in terms of habitat. But look at it this way. When people who live on land go into the water, that is a different habitat. But you are still connected in the same way, even though you're in the water. It's just a change of scene. The consciousness is just the same. The connection is just the same, no matter where you are physically. I said, I see. And how do you educate? Nora replied, I'm hoping that my being here, so far from my natural habitat, will show people what displacement looks like. Like I said, I can sometimes feel isolated, even here. I said, you know, people feel that too sometimes. We say, being alone in a crowd. You must miss the cold. Nora replied, I was born, or at least lived most of my life, in a warmer environment, so I'm kind of used to it. I said, and how do you feel it's going, your life purpose to educate? Nora replied, I hope well. 
but maybe you are in a better position to evaluate that, the impact that I have. I said, well, it depends on the people, but I think your life purpose is not at all wasted on the people who come to see you. She said, I'm very relieved to hear that. I said, do you think about the change in the climate? She said, how can you not? Here too, we feel the difference. It's warmer, longer, and hotter earlier. I said, that's true. Do you know anything about karma, I asked? She said, in what sense? I said, in a simple sense, cause and effect. How life's actions or past actions result in things that come up for you in the future. She said, animals tend to focus on now, but we understand about kindness and cooperation and what that means. If you give kind, you get kind back. It's an exchange. Maybe in a way, it's like what you were talking about. I said, in a way, it is. An exchange or flow of energy. She said, wow, this has been interesting. Thanks for talking to me. I said, thank you, and I wish you much happiness. Well, boy, and, you know, two different um, species that you spoke with, and they're still talking about the same thing, which is about changes in the planet and their hope to uh, learn and hopefully help people educate that we are all connected and that there's a line that that of life that runs through everything wherever you are it reminds me of that um that quote which i of course will mangle but the something along the lines of don't send for to to know whom for the bell tolls it tolls for thee i mean mm-hmm. I, you know what happens to one it happens to all really ultimately and uh, i wish other people understood that connectivity as well Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, I was actually very moved when she said the planetary web of life runs through the zoo, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely it does. Absolutely. Yeah. And most animals do have that acute awareness of climate change and its damaging effects. Yeah. And again, it's the consciousness that all things are interconnected and all things are affected by changes, good and bad. Um I'm so grateful, Lauren, that we're able to share these insights with people and help the animals in their mission to get us to understand and hopefully start healing the earth. Yes, the animals want to be heard. (laughs) Yes, and hopefully we're helping. So thanks so much, everybody, for listening today and sharing our mission of helping make our world a better place for all of us with some animal wisdom. We ask you to please tell everyone you meet about us and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform from Apple, Google, Spotify, and just about everywhere else, including Amazon, Audible, and more. And uh, we will be talking to you again soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye for now. Bye-bye.